What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. It is Vanderpump Rules season 11 premiere week. I am sipping some tea, probably going to spill a bit of it because we are back on the Hot Topics couch with two of your favorite pop culture experts, Kiki Monique and Ryan Bailey. How we doing? Love to be here. Yeah, thank you. I mean, listen, it feels like it's the it should be the end of the season. I'm exhausted already. This is <laughs> tell me about we're only it. one episode in, and I'm 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 out. Like this is wild. I know, I know. I feel like we have a lot to um, digest this week, so we may as well just jump right in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the premiere was last night, but before that, I was in New York, <laughs> and I watched Ariana absolutely fucking crush it wow you would not believe this was her first time on broadway that this was her debut performance like i could cry it was so incredible she hit every single move she had the comedic timing of a freaking genius and she's next to this woman who's been on broadway for over two decades and it was like they had both been doing this their whole life. Yeah. I have never been so proud of her. She keeps just like surprising me. And just it was just I mean, it was everything I expected because I knew she would be incredible. Yeah. But seeing it and knowing that that has been her dream since like she was a little girl. Yeah. People forget she's actually yeah. a trained actor like, and that she, she grew up doing sing. musicals. She's so good. I mean, I've heard this girl karaoke her ass off that I'm like, oh, I know when you get on that stage. It's going to be incredible. And uh, wait, karaoke's Tom's thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that because it reminds me of that LL Cool J saying that Bridget Everett then repeated like DDHD dreams don't have deadlines because you actually have no idea yeah. that your dream could come through a cheating scandal. Right. Like that's yeah. sort of how it all led that's, to that's that. That's the dream. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it is amazing. It's like turning like this a horrible thing into something positive. And that's what's going to be potentially I'm already frustrated with with just the dialogue surrounding that of, oh, look at that. You know, that's the kind of stuff I'm like, she's out there doing the work. Yeah. You know, she's not there. Unless you correct me. Is there a monologue during Chicago where she talks about the cheating scandal? No, but what's funny is oh. how have you seen the movie or the show before? I haven't. OK, so I hadn't. So I didn't know anything about it. But and I mean, not to ruin it, but it starts off very early in the show where she kills her lover. And so I was like, you know who she is channeling when she's like, bam. I love that. And then it's about these women who are all like on death row. It's like these six murderesses. Oh. And it's all about them coming to fame. And then each one who kills someone, then it's like, she's the most popular and her names are in the paper. And it's just like, yeah. Oh, this, it, this sounds yeah. like a Valentine's Day. Like, no, great this, date. people yeah, should be buying. Bring your, bring your lover. Yeah. Uh, no, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's like really awesome. But that was that's my whole point is that she's not out there giving monologues about Sandoval. She's out there doing a performance. Yes. Yeah. She's acting. Like this yeah. has nothing to do. No. I mean, people can bring their own like you know thoughts about it, and it's kind of an LOL in a way. But oh, like, totally, it's nothing to do. So when you hear him talk about like, oh, she's so bitter, dude. It's like bitter on Broadway. Yeah, like, she's I know. On Broadway. <laughs> He's like, just I want I want her to go do her own thing. Trust me, she is. She's she's that's absolutely what, doing but her own I'm like, thing. She seems like she's doing it. <laughs> yeah, you should do yours too. Yes, you know? she is living her best life. She is absolutely crushing it, and. It was just incredible. I highly recommend anyone. I think she's going to be there through around the end of March to go to New York because it's it's so worth it. Someone reminded me right before we got in here, though, it was kind of creepy because 2020 and 2024 have these weird overlaps because it's like we have Kansas City and 49ers going to the Super Bowl, I which know. happened in 2020. Right. We have Trump and Biden most likely running for president. And someone said we also had a housewife who was starring in Chicago. <gasps> Erica J. Yes. That's and I right. was like, OK, if a pandemic comes, I will literally oh, lose my no. mind. <laughs> Oh my so gosh. So March, just let's watch out that. for March. Let's yeah. just scrub that from the show <laughs> right? entirely. That really just scared me. But in fact, I do actually know what I would do. I would watch more TV and read more books. So yeah. I'm yeah. ready for another one. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so much fun. We did a mom daughter trip. It was so unfortunate. Last minute, Lala's mom wasn't able to come because Ocean woke up with this gnarly cough and they were like, we can't both leave oh, the baby. No. Yeah. She had to she be there. She was in the for- ball pit. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> she had to be there for Watch What Happens Live, so she didn't have a choice. Yeah. And uh, one of our other friends, one of Ariana's best friends from college, Meredith, Meredith was there yeah. with her mom. And it was just so much fun. Ariana's mom was there. And just to get to be there with so many people who love her and support her. We all went out after to this gay bar called Boxers. And it was the best time. I'm still trying to catch up. From I love it. That. That's, yeah, I, I yeah. was shocked we were recording. I was like, aren't you in New York? So I was shocked we were doing this. Yeah. And also so much this week. And I also thought it was great this Broadway thing was happening on the week of. Right. Because it kind of almost takes away of like from any potential negativity for some of you guys yeah. going into a new season. Just I hearing all the voices. No, <laughs> you're sick. You're still taking it on the chin. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of feel like, you know, if I ever win a poll on Watch What Happens Live, it's rigged. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, even when I'm on it, I lose every really. Yeah. Damn. You think that they just vote for the person who's on? I'm like, no, even when I'm there, I'm still the two percent. Okay, let's We're let's vote find, for Sheena 2024. Yeah. We'll find out whatever those bots that the housewives fans yeah. use to like, right? you know, attack their. Well, I'll be Instagram. on Watch Robbins Live next week, so we'll okay. see what fun oh, games okay. and polls they you have. Can de- do you know who you're going on with? Yeah, Ryan from Million Dollar Listing. Oh, okay. Nice. So that'll be fun. All right. So that's after Vanderpump next week, then, I imagine. And also, uh, the band I do music with, the 27s, they get introduced in episode two. They actually just released a clip today of me in the studio with them. Okay. And they're going to be bartending. Oh, fun. So I'm so excited. Okay, move over, Ariana Grande. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into it. VPR is back. So... How did you guys feel about this week's episode? Are you excited for season 11? What are your predictions? Anything that surprised you? Give me it all. I mean, I've watched this episode because we watched it at the premiere party, which Ryan, right. you didn't go I to. I didn't go to. And at the end of it, I was like, I can't talk about it, but I did sort of tease my subscribers. I was like, I think Lala might be the villain this season. Let me know what you think when you watch. And I don't know. I feel like based on sort of what people are seeing online. Uh, I want to know why you think that. Well, I just think that they were they saw her come so hard for Raquel, Rachel. And I think when they Mm -hmm. saw her soften up and send the message, they were like, why? Wait, why did you do that? (laughs) Look, I get it. I get why you would do that. First of all, I mean, we want you to come back. And I think she look, Lala is sensitive. Like she has like she reminds me of me and like you have this really like hard exterior but you have empathy inside mm-hmm. and she's when she said like i don't want her to wear this for the rest of her life makes total sense yeah and and the fact is she actually said when i used to be called home wrecking whore this and that well basically they were kind of right like that's a really brave talking head that she gave but we all think about like like we're producers of the show now so a lot of people are like nope she's trying to get a storyline nope that's a storyline to bring her back in and you know i think if i'm not mistaken you guys all thought there was a possibility at that point she was coming back in some way i mean yeah share that with you right? there's no reason why anyone shouldn't come back obviously her mental health you know what i'm saying when we're an ensemble cast and something happens the fans and also us as the cast, you know, it's like we want answers. We want those stories to finish. We want to have those conversations as tough as they may be. We may never be friends again, but 
I felt like at the time, Raquel and I still definitely had some things we needed to say to each other. I felt like Lala really wanted an apology from her. She owed Ariana the biggest one. I'm sure Lisa had things to say to her about just how she, you know, did everything and left Sir and whatnot. You know how Lisa is with yeah. the people who work at Sir. And so I yeah. do think, though, Based on I hear I will take back what I said about her podcast. I have actually been listening to all of her podcasts and there have been little tidbits that have come out. And I will say the 90 days she spent, I do think she learned enough where if she had come right back to film, she would have not learned that. And I don't think that the season would have carried like the way maybe we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. I think with the learning she had, she would actually hold Tom more accountable. And I don't think she would have done that if she had just come right yeah. back to film. That makes sense. Uh, you know, I listen to her podcast at like two times the speed just to, you know, I, because I do it's too. And by the way, it's still kind of a normal pace at it two is. times the speed. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know why people are complaining. I'm like, this is normal. But having said all of that, there are little tidbits like you're right. Like, but it would have been so much more powerful. And you're right about like, it might not have been the right moment. That's why I leave it open for potentially a season 12 comeback but for her to say like schwartz knew after the first night that her and sandoval hooked up that would have been so much powerful of rachel saying that to schwartz's face to actually remind people that schwartz was a part of this yeah the mm -hmm. three of them were a unit almost throwing people off at your wedding having that little mm -hmm. kiss and it wasn't just happening to ariana it happened to katie as well mm -hmm. so he's like i'm not tom sandoval people got to remember but it's like you played a part in this as well yeah completely even though you're like super fun nice guy really funny i just think the Rachel of it all is just it's like this missed opportunity I understand from a mental health standpoint totally. but you just wish that she would have been that voice to potentially even hold them accountable in ways that they need to be held accountable mm -hmm. I think it was just a couple of days she needed to come back for a couple of conversations yeah I don't think but that she should have come I mean, back think about time. That. that could set you back like I mean you know you've gone through mental health struggles totally. I go through mental health struggles if I'm the right wrong day at the wrong mm -hmm. time like you go, your mind goes really, really dark really yeah. quickly. And I do applaud her, but I, I'm still just so confused about that. Cause I was like, Lala, like go off and live your life, go be a normal person then. But the jumping into the podcast, I'm, I don't even know if she's strong enough for that sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, cause like she is, you know, again, like we can listen to, you know, the interviews that Sandoval does now and we can listen to her on her podcast and we can say, we can hear how he gaslights her and we can hear the lies that are coming out. Would that have happened in this season? I don't know, because I don't know how it would have been edited. Well, I don't know. That's what I said. They need somebody that has time, not me, has to do a super cut of Vanderpump Rules season 11 and intersperse her podcast, your podcast, the Tom's podcast, intersperse it and do like a <laughs> each episode of like a 360 view of actually what's happening. Yeah. Right. Because by the way, the podcast now have become like this additional materials mm -hmm. that actually give a fuller picture to the actual whole story. Or in Lala's case, yeah. sometimes for Amazon lives. I'm like, there's so <laughs> much built on Lala. I'm like, do I need to go shopping on this? <laughs> well, I mean, but it's so comedic in a really dark way. That last scene with Lala of like, Ariana, sometimes I feel like you don't let me in and like take me in and all of this stuff. And I was like, no, totally. And then she's like, but by the way, I did reach out to Red. I'm like, and Katie's face with that fry. She's like, yeah. what? I, I mean, what was that like sitting there watch because it's just such a beautiful moment and she's like well cool i'm glad you trust me again i did reach out to rachel <laughs> i know i mean it was perfect timing for watching you know the show and just the entertainment aspect of it because you weren't expecting that in that moment so you're just like oh plot twist but um yeah and, that and also moment, ariana probably wasn't expecting in no. that moment ariana probably <laughs> been like oh yeah i'm filming again yeah like that must have been like yeah it's not all wine, wine and roses yeah i mean I don't think it's far-fetched that someone during the season of filming was going to reach out to her to try to get her to come back and of have course. some conversations. You know, did we expect it to be Lala? No, probably more like Lisa, maybe even Schwartz, but definitely none of us women. So I think that was what was such the most like shocking part of it was that it was Lala. But yeah. just in the same breath as sisterhood. Like, we're a sister to the traveling <laughs> pants, the four of us. Let's do this. And then, like, hey, By speaking of that. And I understand why Lala did it. I understand also that moves the story along. I just thought it was just a kind of a comedic moment. Yeah. I was surprised she also left a voice memo, too. Because I was like, if I was going to reach out to Raquel, like, how would I have done it? Would it have just been, like, a simple text? But I guess voice memo is, like, the easiest way to kind of get your point across. And also, are we going to hear that voice memo on Rachel's podcast? Like, I was like, also, <laughs> what is it? And also, I said this yesterday but come on no more tom tom alleyway it should be the sir alleyway or no that tom tom yeah. alleyway yeah looks in looks like a power plant of some sort <laughs> it looks very cold and uninviting and the sir alleyway is much better yeah yeah what were your favorite parts of the episode 
Oh God! What were my? I mean, my my comedic favorite moment was the summer moonbeam. Obviously, was the like, how do you block? Because it just. That's what I love about the show is your imagination kind of runs wild of those conversations of like Tom, like, you know what you did, Summer Moon. You know it, dude. I'm sorry. Your parents have toxically brainwashed you. And I would have loved to have like, I don't know. That's how I watched that show. So that was hysterical to me. Yeah. It's those little moments. The penis flute. I, Having Anne, her, the, is oh yeah, Anne text talk messages, yeah. Talk about your shitty part-time oh, yeah. jobs. Like I like, I oh know. my boss asked me to glue together a penis flute today. Like <laughs> that's got to be a bad day for Anne, you know? Totally. Yeah, I mean, seeing the text messages she has to deal with, like freedom of speech to like let the leave the <laughs> lights on. Like oh I don't mean, I'm just like I can't. I could never. I know. Uh, I did like the meme that you made. The beef. The I beef. saw some people talking shit. How dare you bring a kid into this? I'm like, what a show? Are we all watching the same show? The kid like, is in it. She's yeah. on the like, show. I mean, that's it. I guess already that's what I'm talking about in terms of exhaustion. I was like feeling like I was recording my like two hour line by line recap and I would take breaks to rest my voice and I would go on Facebook and it's just you all of a sudden see like, why is Ariana dancing on a table at Tom Tom? <laughs> Look at her. I can't believe her. Disgusting. Or like, of course, Sheena would do this. And that's the stuff that gets tiring yeah. because you're like, man, we have a real storyline here. And I will say in terms of the Nick Vialli podcast, that's what was a bummer about Sandoval going on. Vialli? I'm joking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I call it the Vialli Fialis. But Tom going on that and being as angry as he was, it's almost like a spoiler alert for the whole season because my secret hope was that we actually do see Tom grow and change and have some sort of recognition. And to me, it was like, spoiler alert, he didn't. Yeah. That was yeah a hot mess. We're gonna get. Wait, what into, was your favorite moment watching it back? I mean, the summer stuff obviously <laughs> yeah. was so funny. Just seeing her spell her name and that that was the first scene we were oh, in. Oh, she I mean, yeah. She looks right down the believe, shotgun yeah. at the camera. Yeah. Oh yeah, there were so many times when they're there and I'm like putting her down for her nap or something. She goes, "Ooh, one, two, two cameras," and it was like, I'm like, please break the fourth wall with summer this season. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did she have, did she have a good it. side? Does she know her good side yet? She has all good sides. <laughs> yes, but she knows when you're in a photo with mama, you're on my right, <laughs> <laughs> right hip only, which is more dominant for me anyway. So it works out perfectly. <laughs> but I do want to get into the Tom Tom recent podcast that I didn't bleed my ears out to listen to. Thank you for doing that for me. But before we do, we're going to take a little break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This episode is supported by FX's feud, Capote versus the Swans. Inspired by actual events, the series tells the story of writer Truman Capote and the women he betrayed. The original housewives, they were society's most elite women, rich glamorous socialites who defined a bygone era of high society New York. From creator Ryan Murphy, this drama series features an all-star cast, including Naomi Watts, Demi Moore, Diane Lane, Molly Ringwald, Calista Flockhart, Chloe Sevigny, and Tom Hollander as Truman Capote. FX's Feud, all new Wednesdays on FX, stream on Hulu. 
Welcome to Raising Good Humans. I'm Dr. Lisa Pressman. My first book, The Five Principles of Parenting, Your Essential Guide to Raising Good Humans, is out now. In this book, I've wanted to quiet all the noise that's out there and distill the science into five core principles. And using those principles, you can solve absolutely any parenting challenge, giving you the confidence to raise good humans. Order now and give yourself a little bit of ease. So, Tom and Tom appeared together on a former four-time Bachelor or Bachelorette contestants podcast recently, and um, I know it was rough just based off the TikToks that I saw and the recaps that I read. There was no way. I heard it was like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. so long. I don't have time for that. I'm a couple episodes of Housewives behind, so that gets my attention before the podcast that gives me the ick. <laughs> and also, if you're watching, you can get you're my new merch at shop.dearmedia.com. You're giving me the ick. It also goes with my new song, Boy Crazy, because it's a line in the song. But you know, in some people, they just put the ick in their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, wow. takeaways from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sandoval has clearly, he has learned nothing. He's definitely not sober again. I mean, I don't know how long he was going to be sober, but like clearly he yeah, shows up. eight months, right? That he, he did sober. eight months. The first time that I found out he was drinking again was at the Creative Arts Emmys. I looked at him and I knew he wasn't sober. And I think he had just started drinking again that week. I think maybe on their trip to Japan, Kyle okay. or Schwartz yeah. mentioned. Um, so it is more yeah. recent, but I think he doesn't know how to put it back under control because it's like you go eight and a half months without drinking and then boom, I'm drunk. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's something. I mean, I know just from having a baby and breastfeeding to go that long without drinking the first time you do, it's like, whoo. Mm-hmm. And then I felt all sorts of guilt and I'm like, I don't even have a drinking problem. But just after you go that long, there is a guilt layer on top of it. Well, I mean, it was just a mess from start to finish. And and I, you know, just doing a podcast and Kiki does a podcast as well, is that, you know, the amount of, that they left in, uh, they left the 40 minutes in that he was late for it. So it was like this scrambling and Schwartz all of a sudden being interviewed and like, oh, I'm not defending Tom, but I'm not a Tom defender, but... And that was interesting to leave that in because you felt like, oh, man. And then Tom gets there and it's an even bigger mess. Like, And then they argue for 15 minutes about... Sandoval's like, well, you relate to my podcast, dude. Oh so my now God. we're arguing about time and podcasts. And it, yeah. then we get into it. And he's like, I love Ariana, but. And then you just sense that he is just as angry, if not angrier, than he was, you know, in this last seven months. And that it was kind of, it was a bummer to see. And that was like the thing. And, and Nick did say this. He's like, I want you to actually be happy. I do want to, you you know, I do know you, you're, you have good sides and stuff. And I think at the end of the day, Putting all of that aside, like I actually want Tom to be good and okay, but that that's not the look. I don't think that's no. not it at all. Like, and you seem like you're whatever therapy you're going to and all that. There still seems to be this inner rage, and it's being directed now directly at Ariana instead mm-hmm. of his own behavior and actions. Yeah. yeah, and everyone who wants to go and think that Tom and I are just besties again because we're seen, you know, at the same event, or you know, God forbid, I was having a conversation with Captain Jason, which we've addressed multiple times after BravoCon. <laughs> but I just want to remind people, and I was even saying this to Dana on the flight home yesterday. I said what I don't think a lot of people realize is also there were two conversations I had in Sandoval's room at BravoCon. One was with Captain Jason about his children's charity. The next one was with Tom, and I was telling him to shut the fuck up and stop talking about Ariana. Every conversation I've had with Tom Sandoval since filming has wrapped has been in defense of Ariana. Literally, I have said to him so many times, Tom, nobody gives a fuck if she hasn't paid her mortgage in eight months. Nobody gives a fuck about A, B, C, and D that you want to go and complain about and be like, well, she did this. She didn't do this. She, We didn't have sex for a year. Nobody fucking cares. Stop. Stop. I don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. And then what does he do? He goes and does it again. Two T's in a pod. Fucking former bachelor. It's just like. Every time he talks, he makes it kind of worse or he reopens the wound, probably yeah. for all of you it's guys. Ridiculous. But also the audience, because there's no, like at some point I was also thinking like, is Tom going to be able to laugh at himself at any point? Like, of like, no. oh yeah, man, that penis flew with crazy, dude. <laughs> like, are we going to get like, I, I, and he's just not even close to there yet. And that just kind of, it puts so many people back into like, oh, I remember why I'm mad, mad at that dude. Yeah. Like I saw that all yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, it was fine. But then I, I listened to that podcast or saw a TikTok clip and I'm mad all over again. Mm-hmm. But I almost like think like 
and this is part of why he needs therapy. I think that he has like this self-deprecating sort of sense. And I think he wants to put himself further in this villain role, further into like, I think he like, he went on um, special forces. And the first thing he says is like, I want to punish myself. And I think like just subconsciously, he wants to continue to punish himself. And he knows by being the villain and always saying these things about Ariana, it's going to force us to sort of rise up, be angry. And I think he's almost thriving in this space of like, well, do you think he thinks like, I don't know if thriving is the word, but like I did question yesterday. I was like, is this a whole bit? Like, did they plan this Thank out? You. Because, you know, and then I, I listened to it. I was like, nah, this seems too real. But I was like, this is wild. But to let yourself do that and to let yourself go that kind of unhinged in a long form show, like it just whoever's advising him, it doesn't I don't I just don't think it he does doesn't him justice. listen. He doesn't listen to anybody. I'm like, we used to share a manager. And after all of this, I was like, I can no longer share any sort of team with you, I was like, I don't want to be associated with anyone who works with Tom Sandoval. Obviously, we have to film a television show together. That is different. But I was like, I can't have the same person representing me who represents you. And it's just like, because also it's so infuriating that I'm like, you don't even listen to your manager. You don't listen to your publicist. You don't listen to your friends. You probably don't listen to your mom. You certainly don't listen to me after what I said to you at BravoCon. So like, Who's also allowing him to go on these podcasts? And you're showing like, up late on, on top of it But all. he's like, never listened. I mean, like, back to, like, when ugh. him and Lisa, they were building out TomTom. Tom. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to listen to Lisa. He, he has never listened. We're only now seeing it, like, amplified because, like, now it's, like, so negative. Well, but, the other thing, too, I thought about this was, you know, when, when I would talk to Ariana in the past, she, she would say, you know, one of the great things about that made them work is that she knew what he was trying to say, is that he's not a really good communicator. He's mm -hmm. passionate. He's all these things. But he's not good at actually saying how he's feeling in the right way so ariana would be able to be kind of a sandoval whisperer and jump in there mm -hmm. and be able to like and she like you know he'd get nervous at reunions or watch what happens live and he was yeah. able to do that and now you have schwartz filling in that role and schwartz kind of stumbles a lot too over you know yeah the schwartziness if schwartz is your translator <laughs> then you've got problems <laughs> no literally like from the tiktoks and recaps i did take a few notes and one of them when you said is it a bit i'm like this whole showing up late thing pretending like oh i didn't know but then it was like you did know and you're like well i'm late because you were late like is that a bit well the one thing though then uh, you know li having listened to the whole two and a half hours of it is you know he did bring up that he was crying about his friend ali which was brought up on the yeah. season premiere and that's something like you know to me that kind of stuff is hands off and and we've all lost somebody and gone through grief and i know how that hits you at weird times yeah. so like my heart always goes out to that kind of stuff but it it just it, I'm just trying to make sense of all of this. I mean, let's be real. He clearly slept in because he was probably out all night. He probably was up until God knows what hour. Mm -hmm. He looked he, tired. In yeah, the clip that he I looked saw. tired. And then he's like, probably still half, you know, drunk or whatever, wakes up and he's like feeling like a super, you know, human. He's like, I don't know. I'm just going to do this podcast because like, why not? And he just like, just like there's like a boogie nights element mark mark Wahlberg's <laughs> character in boogie nights you know when it's just like he's like a hot thing you know and it's just the overconfidence the cockiness and you know there's like a deep well of maybe even internal hatred that he has going mm -hmm. on right now for himself but he can't really admit i mean i don't know that's the hard thing and to see like ariana thrive and i know she's like you even had a line last night you know talking about i don't even know if she has processed this grief and trauma because how could you in this short amount of time yeah but tom definitely hasn't and and if he's just going to get madder and madder, like I, I fear for him this season. And the darkest part of that whole thing for me was when he offhanded said, I had Kyle come and pick up my guns. Yeah. yeah. Like, you had guns there. Like yeah. you had guns on premises. Like that but was wild. If I you're know. the bit part, here's what I think the bit part of it is to me is like, I think he thinks he's a rock star. And so I think he is kind of living that rock star life. And by that, I mean, not just on stage. Like he's just kind of like going through life and he's just like, I don't know. I just say and do whatever I want and who cares. And like, I don't, listen and like you know like i just think he's trying to live a rock star life right now and it's at his detriment well it's like shep said at the southern charmer union though he was trying to apologize to everybody and craig was like yo of course i miss the old days of course but we're getting older we have to choose our battles we have to actually try to make decisions that's going to set us up long term and i think he's kind of at that reckoning and if anything like you know schwartz said on that like you know ariana and him were twin flames she probably was a grounding force in his life mm -hmm. who is a grounding force in his life right now Besides Kyle Chan. That's what I was going to say. He has Kyle Chan. And Kyle Chan is never just Team Tom. Kyle sees all sides. Kyle gives him the best advice. Kyle is one of 
the kindest, most intelligent humans I've ever met. Like literally the conversations I have with him where he's just reminding me to not let the haters get to me and just reminding me what a good person I am. And like the pep talks I get from this man, I'm like, you are an incredible human. Why the fuck doesn't Tom Sandoval listen to you? Mm. Like he makes me feel better in a second. I just don't get why Tom just wants to keep self-destructing. Like, come on, bro, let's grow. Let's show up to the season 11 reunion and show some motherfucking growth. Yeah, that would be nice. How do you think the interview would have gone without Schwartz? Because I feel like Schwartz is like the best publicist that like Tom never even hired. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it would have been even more unhinged because I do. What was the yeah. Varsity Blues line? Oh my God. He's like, with, oh, Rachel showed up. It's like whipped cream bikini, like in Varsity Blues. Basically and saying like, she was saying? like this temptress. He's he's saying, you know, because Ariana wasn't well, having so sex now with it's me. Raquel's fault. And Raquel was this temptress, like right. the whipped cream bikini in Varsity Blues. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, my emotions got the best. He basically said, but what was, a peek inside the male mind of that is a the Varsity Blues <laughs> bikini right? whipped cream like, scene is at the ready in his mind of like, that was potentially going he's like this is like varsity i had to look it up and i was like oh allie lauder but it's like it's not present in my mind like yeah. it was with tom and i just what a window into during that time yeah. and also he did say and they schwartz said i don't watch what happens live he was like kind of like it was like a drug and obviously yeah. but that's the thing is that all three of them and especially the two of them rachel and tom there was like a whole hidden relationship that was very very deep and I don't know if he's realized now that wasn't love, but he thought it was because a nine-year relationship, it's not all just like kisses and romance. You mm -hmm. have to have commit. It's not fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do feel like Schwartz and like, they were kept trying to bring him back to like, you know, like you can't say that, right? You know what you sound like when you say that. So I was actually happy that the two of them were like at least calling that out. Like you are saying this right now and this is how the audience is hearing that. So are you aware of it? And then he'd be like, oh, okay. Um, but he hates us though like that's what like when the audience like f the audience that's what i always feel now because he feels like he has been wronged by us yeah mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the two of them still under the same roof obviously ariana's living you know in new york right now and she stayed somewhere else during dancing with the stars but what are your thoughts on that for at least the season when we were filming i mean her answer i mean she did like a you know or was it after show that she her answer oh, that after show where she just oh, said those like you know like oh. i I'm setting myself up for a good future and I'm not going to just like move out just because everyone thinks it's the right thing. You know, like I want to get everything, all of my ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. And if I have to live in an uncomfortable place for a few months, I'm fine with that if it means my future is going to be better. Yeah. Sandoval sees it as like, she feels safe with me because if she really didn't feel safe with me, there's no way the after show. she would stay in this house. He's like, she me. knows I'm not like a serial killer, da da da, which it was like, yeah, she does. But like, you also are robbing her of the actual pain you caused. He actually her. said, you know? he like, she that. still trusts, she must still trust me in some ways. And I'm like, she absolutely does not trust a thing about you. I guarantee you, there's a lock on the door wherever she stays. Oh, Ariana <laughs> is living in a bunker. Like, she got clothes everywhere. Like, she's got like cereal yeah. bowls in there. Like, I, you know, you can see how how she is living and then Tom is living in like the single man bedroom with just like a sheet covering the bed and a water bottle and it's yeah. I mean it's it's also another thing that's kind of a lol a little bit in terms of the show that they have to share such a you know he's putting out a wind machine or a noise machine and the it's a white noise machine yeah. in the hallway like, that stuff is a little lol but yeah overall it's a bad situation but yeah Ariana's not there tons I know she's been back she's and living forth. her life yeah yeah I think I was the one too who told her that Kyle Chan took the guns out of the house because okay. I don't think this was a, oh, I feel safe staying here. Yeah. I think that she hadn't even really thought about the guns. Mm -hmm. And oh, when I told her, I was like, I just want you to know Kyle called me today and told me Tom was not in a good place. And so he removed the guns and she was just like, I, I don't know if they were kept in her room or whatever. And I was like, oh, so he came in with that. And I was like, she's like, but good. They're gone. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people are forgetting, too, is that this took place three months. At, like, the, you started filming three months after the reunion, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, you know, for us, we're catching up to it now. And for, so when Ariana says something, I'm like, no, they aren't partying here. They aren't this. You got to remember, that is still a lot fresher for her totally. than it is for yeah. us as an audience. And I don't think some people understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, there's that saying, if you break it, you buy it. I feel like in this case, it's like, if you break your home. You don't get to buy it. You should move the fuck out of it. Like, why are you being so stubborn? I get it. It was both of y'all's dream homes. However, 
that was a dream that you were building together. Exactly. Now and that like you're one no longer you, together, get the fuck out. Well, his excuse that he went in at nauseum on the, the podcast was, well, when my my mom and my oh, my yeah. dad broke up, you know, my mom kept the house. And then when my stepmom, like he went on this whole thing about like, and when, when her mom and her stepdad broke up, then her mom kept the house. Like he went on him how, how all these people in their life, one of the person kept the house. And because of that, that was the precedent. And that's why one of them should be able to keep the house. And I'm just like, that is not, just let it go, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not going to win on technicalities no. at this point. And I just think he really is like, he he considers physical pain, but he mm -hmm. doesn't consider emotional pain. Yeah. He's not really taking into account of like, yeah, man, uh, you know, and anybody out there that has had anything like this happen or any kind of trauma realizes emotional pain is so much more damaging than yeah. sometimes immediate physical pain. Yeah. But my theory is like, my, my hope is like, they just move into that shitty apartment he used to own, him and Schwartz, <laughs> bring the plants, bring the little lizards and the insects and just move in there with the shitty AC. But yeah, because if you think I'm going to be okay, because I'm still going to be scrolling the feed and seeing people posting and if I see someone posting from a pool party from the pool that I used to own that you're still living in and you think I'm going to be no absolutely nobody's going to be posting from that pool none of us we're all going to post from yeah, and different who pool. out there would think otherwise who yeah. listening right now would yeah. be like no I'd be totally cool with it no right not at all. No. and also I think there's is there any kind of play in the fact that I think he's also just upset that he can't be friends with Ariana Oh, that she's much. not willing to like relent mm -hmm. and do like well, even friends a solo with everyone. Scene. I think just like friends with I think he's just mad. Yeah, like, I'm on a show that this happened. We can't. He's you know. always been the guy that's been the friend. Everyone's been Sandoval's friend. And he does not know how to manage this right now because he's always been the friend to everybody. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how to handle it. Well, I just listen. The man, I, I just want to see if you kiss Schwartz. That's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> just keep, gotta throw that in there so. keep watching <laughs> on that note we're gonna take one more quick little break <laughs> am i getting kicked out yeah. <laughs> okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, y'all. If you like saving money, and let's face it, who doesn't? Then you have to get Rakuten because Rakuten shoppers get it all when it comes to shopping. The hottest brands, the best deals, and the most savings. With Rakuten, you get cash back at stores you love like Ulta, Nike, so many more. You'll also never miss out on promo codes and coupons because Rakuten gives you all the best ones. You can even stack cash back on top of sales, credit card points, and other loyalty programs. And it couldn't be easier. Just join Rakuten for free and then use the website or app to shop your favorite stores and watch your cash back add up. So before you buy another thing, I'm telling you, join Rakuten because Rakuten shoppers always get the most bang for their buck. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. And along with money, let me tell you about Rocket Money. This was something that I just recently heard about. And I'm like, why didn't anyone tell me about this before? You can find subscriptions you forgot about or ones that you've paid twice and maybe didn't realize. Brock and I recently signed up for this and I was like, oh, still paying for that. 
Interesting. Totally forgot about that because, you know, busy mom here, don't even think about it. And I forget to cancel subscriptions that I'm no longer using. So with Rocket Money, I don't have to worry about that because it tells me everything I need and don't need and it can cancel it for me. It's like, do you ever feel like money's just, you know, flying out of your account? You have no idea where it's going? Well, I know. It's all of those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, parenting apps, that was one of mine. It's endless and I'm guilty of all of this. So I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on. And as I said, it was quite eye-opening. So I had them cancel the ones I didn't want anymore. And now I know which ones I currently am keeping. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash honey. That's rocketmoney.com slash honey. Rocketmoney.com slash honey. All right, enough VPR. In the words of Andy Cohen, let's switch gears, but stay on the same network. So Real Housewives Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards and Morgan, I've heard that they have scrubbed their socials, that they have removed any photo or mention of each other on one another's pages. So what is your theory on what's going on? Like, did they break up? Were they ever romantically together? Are they in a friend fight? Is Kyle maybe reconciling with Mauricio? What's your theory? I think they're more in love than ever. I think (laughs) that they are going to one day like buy a little home in the mountains and live on their farm. Like Kyle talked about this season. That's her dream. I know. I can't wait for Kyle to get that dream. A big enough farm to house all of her. Portia is old enough. You know, I want to see and I want to see that on a show. Yeah. Kyle, get your own show. As we know, she can carry her <laughs> Wait, own Richard's show. Richard's on a ranch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that'd be amazing. And there's a whole barn for her hat collection. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think if anything, you know, for music artists too, you know, a lot of them will just scrub their yeah. Instagram entirely when they're about to release stuff. So there's a two posts on Morgan yeah. about her tour and her album. So I'm like, right. that to me didn't send off any red flags. And then I think Kyle said today or something, I've, she might have archived a couple, but I don't think it's as deep as everybody wants it to be. But I think just because we are, we're left in this mystery, right. we want information yeah. and we want like, we were like, I need a kiss. Come on. I need something. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen this season or at the reunion. Well, um, the reunion happened already. I, know, that's what I'm saying, so, but yeah. I don't think that happened. I think we got the Kathy Hilton surprise mm-hmm. and I just Crystal Minkoff's on my show, uh, I think on Friday. And, you know, I can't, Bravo's on, so I can't get information out of her, but I think it's even a mystery to everybody of what that relationship means. And it obviously means a great deal to both of them. Right. No, totally. But there is always that, you know, building hype around when something else is going to release. So if she has new music coming out, it's like, what a perfect way to get people to talk. Well, I mean, speaking from your experience with like, you know, your, you know, band and all this music, do you sit there and just be honest with the calendar and go, what could I do to get attention for this song? This is the release. Could two days before, could I say or hint that I did something? What do, have you done that? I'll just say I do have a song coming out March 1st. And do you have a release plan? Are you going to scrub? Are you going to scrub your Instagram of Brock? Like, scrub Brock? Summer Moon. Block yeah. Summer Moon. If you block Summer Moon. That's, by the way, what if Summer Moon is the main villain for the whole cast? It's like Summer Moon pulling the strings the entire time. Oh, my God. But like, do you think like that? Because in this day and age, you realize the power of clicks, us talking, people making TikToks. I personally don't. Sometimes other people will for me, but... My brain doesn't really work that way. When I saw that March 1st happens to also be a Friday, it's the best day to release music is on Fridays. And I was like, well, I've got the perfect song to come out that day. What's so, the song called? It's called Sweet and Sour. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite dipping song. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch Watch What Happens Last Night with Lala? Yeah. Do you think Lisa Vanderpump called her today and said, darling, how dare you say I'm not the queen? Kyle Richards has nothing on me, darling. Yeah. <laughs> I only got to watch half of it. Oh, so I watched that part and that, you okay. know, they, Michael Rappaport and her, like who, who is like the queen of Beverly Hills. Okay. And they all, they said, Kyle hands down. But then Lala was like, but I love Lisa, but I love Lisa. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, you know, I mean, that's, see, that's the great thing about Lala too, is because it's, 
you know, I, I don't sometimes know if that's her actual feelings or she really just does know how to like poke the bear like every because you would have to imagine Lisa is competitive. Oh, yeah. You know, and she's obviously su super successful at her businesses. But that is something that I would imagine Lisa would be a little kind of. uh. I mean, she definitely made a comment to me about my post with Kyle. I'll say that. So I can't imagine <laughs> Lala's not going to get a phone call. Oh, today. yeah. Lisa, <laughs> if you're sure. listening, just come back to Beverly Hills. Just come back and show them who the real queen is of Beverly Hills. Come on, just do it. <laughs> For real. I mean, I feel like all the fans want to see it. They do. I just I mean, don't. I, do. I, I can't see her coming back. I, sh I can never see her coming no. back. No way. I feel like she is just like, yeah, you know, way past that now. Yeah. And she's got that other Hulu show coming out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, a lot of projects. I just think I would love to actually see that. And also, it doesn't have to be negative. Lisa Vanderpump spoke, uh, not, you know, about Kyle and Mauricio. She said, you know, very caring comments regarding Kyle. So it doesn't have to be negative. Right. Come back. Make up. Yeah. You know? Anyway, Monica, thoughts on her not returning? Because I know that was announced that for next season after, you know, they learned she was behind the whole Reality Von T's account, that she would not be coming back. Do you think that Bravo made the right decision putting her on pause or cutting her out? And also, do you think it's because she threw production under the bus and said, well, they knew, they knew. And Andy was like shook. I don't think that they had any other choice. Like they could right. not like set this as a precedent because there is a faction of the fan base that would take advantage of that. And then I think it would be become like unhinged. They have to say like, uh -huh. we have to cut it off. So, Mo okay, I have a little beef with Monica right now. <laughs> because me. I like, you know, I've been trying to like get her to come on my show. I'm like hosting Reality Checked. And... On Sirius XM channel 102. And I was like, okay, can you please call in? And she's like, in the DMs, yes, 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 yes. Girl, why was I on the way here in the parking garage and Dorinda was hosting today and she was like, I have a special guest. <gasps> Monica called in. Oh, hell no. So Monica's on my shit list right now. But, mm -hmm. you know, she was saying like they were because, you know, of course, Dorinda, the original pause queen, right? Right. <laughs> she was like they were having this whole conversation because Monica's like, you know, they're calling it a cooling off. And I see it as a cooling off because I think that people just need to cool off like from all of it. So I don't I think that she sees this really like as like a temporary thing. If she plays her cards right. But, at the you know, like I had Kate Arthur from Variety on mm -hmm. last week on the show and she did a great making the scene where she interviewed Andy, Shed Media and uh, Heather Gay. And it provided so much more context of the story because out of the reunion, I was like, no, man, like bring her back. Let's see how she actually deals with it. It's kind of like Sandoval in a sense. Right. Or even if Rachel like came and she's like, how do you deal with this much mudslide? And, you know, hearing those interviews, you kind of got a fuller picture. And also you find out that she was posting on Reality Vontees during filming the season. And for me, that's actually a real strong line of like, wait, you were actually... Mm -hmm posting about these women while you were filming? Because in my head, what I wanted it to be was she started this silly account. She got Jen Shaw. She hated Jen Shaw. But then she didn't think she was going to be on the show. She got on the show and then got, OK, I got to put this account to bed because I actually really want to be on this show and really see where it leads. Mm -hmm. But if she really was posting that whole time, it means she was. And if you can put her sending those DMs to Meredith about Angie Katzenavis, that's another dark thing, because then you have somebody actively trying to take people down. But was yeah. it her or the five other people? That's what it was. <laughs> Right. But see, that was her out. It was like, well, it's not just me. But yeah. that's why I want like some kind of Bravo and a uh, Bravo ID discovery show of like breaking <laughs> All down. All six of them. Well, <laughs> but that, the whole season's a mystery and it's still a mystery in a lot of ways. So yeah. we're going to pick up in a new season and I'm still going to be wondering what's going on. Mm -hmm. But Monica did have two months to prepare for that reunion and she did not come in as strong as she could have. She checked out at one point. Yep. Heather, like. I know, you know, he gave her an opportunity to talk and yeah. she literally just said no. If, she, had, if she hadn't flopped in that that, like third part yes. I do think that would have been chance but yeah that Heather the, the was, burn book was a flop like and Heather was, was a more effective communicator with her story and mm -hmm. you will not like I still to this day believe Heather I don't believe production knew but I believe Heather planned that call she left the mic pack on and she even talks about it in the interview she's like usually I take it off but it, there was an hour and a half break and I was just so tired I did so the mic pack she knew was on she took that call knowing she was mic'd up and Sheena do you know when you're mic'd up in Vanderpump Rules yes 100% you're right? literally and you know when you wearing take it, off, it on right? your body yeah so you're very aware of that I just think Heather is one of the smarter housewives out there right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I will, by the way, that's her prerogative to do that because she actually had real beef to talk about. But it, it's fascinating because then she had to 
pitch it to the producers because they didn't know what reality von tease was they were like dude does anybody yeah. care about reality like we don't even know that that is but yeah. that to me that's the thing that's funny is the reason heather is one of these smarter housewives out there is because she was the biggest fan and that to me mm. is like the whole like you're trying to bury monica for being this like crazed fan which i will say she took it over the edge sometime but at the end of the day, you were the biggest fan and you know how to play this game and you just did it better than her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Heather is just so much better at it and she knows how it plays. And, and you know, she took a little brunt for it. Like, I don't think it was all positive reviews for Heather, but she's there next season and Monica yeah. isn't. Yeah. Speaking of Heather, I know obviously Andy wasn't happy with her because she had made some past comments suggesting production was covering up the black eye even suggested production gave her the black eye and whatnot do you think she should be in as hot of water as monica i think that like she should have been taken to task a bit more because like that's pretty egregious like you knew this whole time that production had nothing to do with your black eye but yeah. you were still like throwing that out there and not even you were throwing it out there on these live like touring events to people that were just like recording it and could have just kind of posted it. and that's like really dangerous because mm -hmm. like that producer could have lost you know at least been under investigation i feel like anytime you have anything on your hr file it's just not a good look well yeah i mean they if they had that internal investigation yeah. you're also like throwing like wow they didn't do a good job investigating yeah. mm -hmm. and you just wonder how far that is and especially in bravo in the year 2024 they got so many fires that they're like having to like everything. You don't want to add to that. But right. then it comes down to Monica being a liar and Heather being a liar. But we all believe Heather a lot more in the story she tells. But that's a dark thing to keep for a year. And the Jen Shaw of it all, I am still inside like it's such a mystery for me what she has over these women that they right. all are still deathly afraid. And if we're to believe Heather's story, you know. Heather says, well, now I'm like a phoenix rising from the ashes. I'm so much more confident now and I know myself. But I always thought Heather did know herself. Heather was also producing even last season when she said, hey, Jen, if you want them to get off talking about you, throw it my way and uh, say this about me. Like she knows the game. You know what I think? I mean, this is just a theory I've just been like in my head tossing around lately is like, what does Jen Shaw have over? And I always think back to that reunion where they were asking Jen what she does and Heather goes, I don't know what she does, but I like it. Cause she was talking about how Jen like, and I think they see what's happening with Erica Jane. Right. And like, I just think that they're like, if we were part of something where we were spending money that was mm -hmm. being stolen and getting parties, yeah. even if we didn't know, we don't want to be dragged into it. And right. like, we just want to keep her on our nice side because she's in jail. And like, let's just keep the girl in jail happy. And like, let's not be a part of it. Cause like, I don't know. Like, Maybe they were living the high life on like, you know, and they didn't know it. But again, like when you see what's happening with Erica and Jaham Girardi, it's like you just don't want to be involved in it. You don't want people, you don't want the IRS involved in any way, shape or form in your life. But they start filming this weekend and it's going to be really interesting to see if all of those ladies try way too hard to show that like, we don't need Monica. Like, so you already hear of like three fights this weekend right? because they're like, <laughs> no, we got to prove to everybody we're amazing. And I don't even know these two new girls, Brittany and um, Millay. Mel Mel uh, yeah, they still haven't gotten one of the names actually right. But like, oh, okay, yeah, like, no, it's. I'm all down for new people. I just think like, are you truly going to be out from under the shadow of Jen and Monica? Or is it going to be a season of just like you guys already talking about Rachel and Vanderpump? Is it going to be kind of the thing that is like lording over like the, the thing in the back that we can't really talk about? Right. Yeah. I guess we shall see. <laughs> so, last time I had you both here, you weren't convinced that. Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift was the real deal. And I have to ask now, we're going to the Super Bowl. Have opinions changed? Look, I still am not, have not been on the Travis and, and Taylor train. And people, I literally had some of the meanest DMs said to me about it. They were like, <laughs> you're such a hater. Love will always win. And like, you just hate love. And I'm like, I'm like I don't hate Worry love. Worry about your own love. love. Yeah. Here's what I will say. I decided I'm going to go to Kansas City for the Super Bowl because I actually want to be with the fans for the Super Bowl. I wait, don't want to wait, be... wait, wait, you, wait. You're not on board the trip, but you're going to go to Kansas City? I'm not to Vegas. Not to Vegas. I'm going to go to Kansas City. Are you like with... camping somewhere in Kansas to like go? Well, you're no. just, are you covering the game? Or are you no, just... I'm going to go watch the game with the fans. 
This is wild to me. Like, when is, is there's going like, to be fans in Vegas? It's a much closer flight. No, no, I want real fans. <laughs> I want actual fans, and not the ones that pay fifteen thousand. When for did seat. you get this idea that you when I was to be drunk and I was like hoping <laughs> that Detroit was going to win because I really wanted to go to Detroit. I was an hour late for Nick's podcast, and I came up with this idea. I did. I was like at the bar, and the Ravens lost. I was like, okay, that sucks. So I was like, Detroit wins. I was like, if Detroit wins, CC, we're going to Detroit. And we're going to watch. Oh, CC going too? Of course. Oh, amazing. I bought tickets there at the oh. bar. Drunk. Can't return them. It's past twenty four hours. So, but. Like, so I'm actually excited because I will say part of what I want to do while I'm there is ask the fans about their whole feelings on Taylor and Travis. Because uh-huh. I want to know what locals think. Like, if they're excited for it, then maybe I'll change my tune. Like, you know, if you feel good about it and this represents your city and you love it, then I love it for you. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, as a pop culture lover, I just like the, you know, I don't like the anger that it kind of produces, but I do love the little things of like, can Taylor make it from her Japanese concert in, uh, in, right, in Japan? That was my next question. Like the, the, and will Travis Kelsey be at the Grammys, which he isn't going to be at the Grammys? Like, I like that it now kind of, it spills out into other pop culture and all of the, I like the little Jerry Maguire moment of them kissing on the field. Like, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, 10 years from now, we'll know the real deal if it was a PR relationship or not. But like I said last time, anything that was people do it's going to be a PR relationship just because they are so famous but uh, there was a study that came out uh, she generated 330 million dollars for the NFL just her name like just that they projected her like you know pushing in 330 million to the NFL and this is my other issue because I'm like look I know that I said that I felt like Taylor had to deal with the NFL (laughs) but like at the end of the day like I'm like is this also why the Chiefs won because I'm just like Detroit should have won that game and I know for the NFL and for every, they needed the Chiefs to be at the Super Bowl. And it's going it, to look, they're going to have the best ratings that they probably had in years. But I get frustrated but Detroit with played this. the 49ers. Detroit. No, Detroit played the 40. But I'm saying Kansas City is going to the Super oh, Bowl right. and they needed that. I wanted Detroit to but go. They, but they needed the but 49ers yeah, they needed, against them. Well, I don't know if they needed it. It's better. It actually is like because everyone would have been rooting for the Lions as the underdog. Yeah. I see but see that cesspool that is that is Twitter is like, you know, I go on there and I don't know a lot about sports, but just it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's that it's the conspiracy theory of they had the Chiefs win. And I always just like, man, is anything real anymore? You, we do it with Vanderpump rules. We do it with everything of like, that's not the actual story. The real story is this. It's like, can we just have like, yeah, they, they actually won on their own accord. But now everything like there's a, still a part of me now because like, well, maybe they didn't. Maybe all the, <laughs> the, the refs gave them the calls like everything now is some conspiracy theory. I right. just I want something to be like dead on correct. I just want it to be real. Yeah, yeah. I want something to be real. Like, do we think maybe he just brings out, you know, a new side of Taylor, one that she hasn't felt comfortable showing before? I think that if anything, she brings out a side of him. Because if Mm -hmm. anything, if anyone is going to fall in love harder, I think it's going to be him in the situation. And I think that she will be like, okay. See you later. Well, that's the, the big mystery is too, is like, we don't know. Like, I would love to know what a conversation is like behind closed doors. Like, what do they talk about? Like, does it get deep? Is it like, no, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Like, is it like, <laughs> where are they in stages of relationship? Because they can only see each other that much. Yeah. And then even at his victory speech, he's like, you got to fight for your right to part. And I wonder if Taylor's like, oh, beastie. But like, I wonder even in, when he does those kind of NFL jocular jock jams, yeah. if she's like, oh, he's so silly and cute or like what are you doing well when his old tweets came out i don't know how many of them were real or how many of them were made yeah it was like he spelled squirrel wrong and i'm like and i I know she is very like intellectual like she like you know so i do wonder that that too yeah the your and the you apostrophe re like you yeah like does he do spell check on all his text to her like like, what do i talk to about taylor yeah All right, well, keeping it with pop stars. Britney Spears, I saw after Justin Timberlake recently released his new single, Selfish, fans flooded streaming platforms to push Britney Spears' song, Selfish, above Justin's. But then Britney went to Instagram and posted an apology for some of the things she wrote about him in her book, but also was like simultaneously praising his new song. So she loves it. Mm Mm-hmm. How and why do you think this came about? You know, look, I think that Brittany has a very tender heart. I really do. I think she's very sensitive. I think she's very childlike because I actually don't think that she grew past a certain age. And I think that sometimes, you know, she may really release or tantrum or whatever. And then sometimes she wants to feel love. And like, you know, I also think that sadly, 
that she's scared of therapy because of what she's been through. Mm-hmm. I also think she needs to be in therapy. And I think that's the like problem that we're going to have is like she's very distrusting, but she still needs it. And so I think that a lot of what we see online are these sort of emotions. And I'm not going to assign or prescribe any sort of like mental illness or whatever to it. But I do think that she's we're seeing real time her going through. And look, she's going through a divorce, too. Right. It's like all of these things. And I don't know who's around her right now. And it's always um, some bizarre housekeeper, you know, it's like, but then the other thing too, is like, that is all totally true, but then it activates the fan base. Yeah. Cause then the fan base is the one that's like, no, let's get that selfish up on the charts and beat Justin. So Mm -hmm. even if Britney is not feeling that way, the fans still are. Yeah. And she almost had to be like, yo, calling it like true. She had to put that out there. And it's so interesting. If you study Justin Timberlake right now of like, is his comeback, you know, PR wise, is it going to work? Because if you go online, I mean, it is nonstop hate for this guy. Yeah. And I just think that is so interesting. Like even performance wise, you know, even on SNL, people were just tearing it apart. And I'm like, he can't win for, I mean, there's a Sandoval aspect to it in some ways, <laughs> um, not to bring it back to him. But the other thing, I mean, and, and I learned a lot about this from Kiki was, you know, just this weekend was so crazy because then you had the Nikki, Megan, the stallion stuff. Right. And that was like in the top, like, so the top five was Ben, what was it? Ben... The political oh, Ben com- Shapiro. Ben Shapiro did a rap on one, and then it was Nicki Minaj, Megan The Stallion, Justin, and Britney. I was like, <laughs> four of these things are just out of pure spite yeah. for each other. So whose side are we on with Nicki and Megan? Because I don't know exactly what's going on, but I know there's like a, a diss Megan. track, and I, I mean, I love a good diss I track. came full circle with it, actually. Like, when okay. I listen to all the think pieces and all of that, I'm actually not team either of them. I am actually love both of them. And Nicki is very old school, yeah. and... Yeah, her fans, she does need to get them in check. They take it too far. They should not be trying to desecrate the day, the, the grave, grave of mm-hmm. Megan. extra security around uh, Megan the Stallion's mom's grave now? I know. It's insane. Ooh. But like I was like at the end of the day when I go home, I'm probably going to be bopping to Nikki. And like on the way here I was bopping to Megan. But like, not that diss track. That diss track was weak. The diss track was terrible. Yeah, like that was not a good diss track. She didn't she didn't take her time for with it. But at the end of the day, like I think about old school beef. When we see 50 Cent kind of going on someone, we don't think twice about it. We laugh at we were like, oh, the way he comes at Randall. Oh, my God. He's so funny. He can go all the way up. <laughs> but like when it comes to women, I do think that we like hold them to like the standard. And, the, and all of a sudden the ageism come in. Oh, she's too old to be doing that. Why? Yeah. Why is she too old? They're both rappers. They're both in the same industry. She can come at her when she's 45, when she's 55, if they're still rapping. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I just thought for me, it was like, you know, to me, she is so elevated in status that I was shocked. And it wasn't just that. It was the nonstop on Twitter. Well, like, go to bed. Like, yeah. Bethany, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Do, you know, that that really actually was like, you don't need to be doing she doesn't. this. She doesn't. Like, the best me I saw or best video I saw was like I don't think Nicki Minaj realizes she's Nicki Minaj like don't <laughs> don't, don't do this you're, not you're way scra- above this you're like, not scrapping these aren't the salad yeah. days you are established and it just made me then we all get worried and you're right though there is a feminine aspect to it that we treat our female pop stars Britney included and mm-hmm. we don't do that mm-hmm. I mean do you remember the silliest one Eminem and Everlast back in the day <laughs> their beef and oh it was my gosh. so Eminem and well, there's a new one Eminem and Benzino I'm like okay you uh, guys you really go to go to YouTube go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have three rapid fire questions yeah. to wrap it up. Would you send a postcard to the house of your affair partner? What like what's the postcard? Would the you? lightning bolt? Like yeah. Oh, I would never do it. Yeah. I, no, no. I mean, no. I obviously no. Hundred no. percent. Would you live under a popular flight path? Hmm. Yeah, houses are so hard to get. I just would love a house. Depends like, on yeah, if I got yeah. a good house for a good yeah. price. And yeah. also, is that exaggerated too? I was no. wondering. No, no, <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm so trained after over a decade of doing this that even sometimes in normal conversations, I'll be at a regular lunch, not mic'd, not filming yeah. anything, and I'll hear a helicopter or a plane, and I'll pause conversation because I just know pause for you know an That's ambulance, like. a plane, and so many times this summer at James's, it was like and. <laughs> That's what I was wondering when I was watching. I was like, the okay. production must be so livid. <laughs> yeah. Do LED lights fall under freedom of speech? Absolutely not. <laughs> Sandoval 2024, dude. LED lights for everybody. Imagine being those neighbors, though. They had to hear him hooking up with Rachel in the backyard, and then LED lights are going at all hours. And then the convert, like, just imagine the conversations that are going on there at three in the morning. Like, yeah. that's. I- we should be interviewing the neighbors. 
I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving right now. I'm going yeah, to go interview the well, I think one of them is Breck and Meyer. Like, oh. I was going to say that, but I didn't think I Imagine should announce Imagine Breck and Meyer from Clueless. Like, that's got to be wild. Yeah. He's like, Varsity Blues, dude, and Clueless. Yeah. I didn't know if that was public knowledge. Oh, oh well, that was on Nick's podcast. Oh, he said that. Yeah, they left that okay. in there. And that we and can leave the, it in here. And, that, and the assistant uh, quit. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully that and was. And started a podcast. God. <laughs> Everything leads to a podcast these oh, days. Seriously. Well, speaking of you guys, thank you so much for being here. Host of Pop Crime Podcast and Sirius is Reality Checked. Host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Kiki, Ryan, thank you again for another amazing Hot Topics episode. I know people have loved having you guys here. I love having you here. So I would love to continue these. Yes, podcasts. please. All right. Well, did, did you know Thomas was an educator? I can't believe that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.